Welcome to New City Church. This is Matt Freeman, and we are so thankful you are studying the Word of God with us. Jesus founded New City after our forever home, the New Jerusalem from Revelation 21. He wrote our mission statement to foster, strengthen, and grow an unashamed bride looking for Jesus' return. Let's lean completely on the anointing of the Holy Spirit to teach us all things from 1 John 2.27. God is so eager to teach you the depth of his word. Enjoy the study. All right. Well, good morning again. Um, I'm super pumped to have the opportunity to, uh, it's such a blessing to get to um, speak to God's people. It's an honor. It's a privilege that I do not take lightly. I thank the Lord for that opportunity. Um, you know, our, our uh, Pastor Matt um, and his family are, listen, I don't, I don't know if everybody sees, I mean, we don't all get to see behind the scenes, but um, Matt does a lot for this church, and I know you guys realize that, but I just want to give uh, he and his family a round of applause, um, because, thank you, yeah. Um, he has a, just like all of us, he has a busy job, he's got a family to raise and, and um, feed, and um, uh, he studies God's word uh, more than I can count uh, to to preach the word to us and uh, we just we just honor their family today and thank them we've got some people um, that are out today from worship and we say hi to them we love them um, but here we are and so um, I just would like to open us up in prayer real quick dear Heavenly Father Lord just again thank you so much for the people God that you bring to new city Lord we do not even have a sign outside but God through you, your people find us here, and we thank you so much for that. We thank you for every family and person here, Lord, and we just ask you, God, just to surround us. God, bring your Holy Spirit to just anoint this word, God. And I pray for soft hearts and readied minds and eyes to see and ears to hear, just to hear an encouraging word from you from what I feel like so many may be feeling, if they're anything like how I feel right now, God. And we just thank you for today. We thank you for jobs, God, that you have provided us to, um, to, to, through you, provide for our families, God, as we celebrate Labor Day weekend. Lord, we pray for rest, not only for our bodies, God, but for our soul and spirit today as we rest in you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So, um, <clears throat> as I was thinking about what to talk about today, I mean, the natural thing for me is just to, since I'm not a pastor on the reg, if you will, um, I just is like, you know, what am I feeling right now? Because maybe, just maybe, there's someone out there that might be feeling the same way. And so, I kind of thought I had an idea of what I was going to... Um, talk about today, and um, just so happens that I was visibly feeling maybe weary, if you will, with some things, and um, I was picking up something at a good friend's house, the Everett's actually, picking up something for work, Stephen and I worked together, and um, his wife, Kinsey, happened to be outside, Kinsey, if you're watching, hello, um, and, you know, she could tell that something was heavy on me, and she is a woman of God, and she just said, you know, I can tell something's heavy with you, and I just want to pray for you. And I was like, absolutely, okay? So she, um, 
laid hands on me basically in her driveway uh, in the middle of the neighborhood and, and prayed over me. And I just can't tell you how much that touched my heart and how it was exactly what I needed to hear um, at the moment. God, God does that at times for sure. And as I was getting in my truck to leave, she said, um, don't be weary in, in doing good. And, you know, in due season, you will reap, right? And I was like, yeah, we've heard that verse a million times, right? But it, it was like flashing lights to me. It just stuck out. Um, so <clears throat> God just really placed that on my heart to uh, talk to you guys today. And really, uh, I'm preaching to myself, and I hope you guys glean something from it. But out of Galatians, <clears throat> excuse me, Galatians 6, 7 through 9, actually. So if you guys have your Bibles, please turn to Galatians. Um, verse 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And here's the main verse for today. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So just <clears throat> for some context, let's just talk a little bit about sowing and reaping because that's definitely all over that verse. Yes, I tried to look smart looking up some Greek words, but I, I, do, think it's, uh, I do think it's beneficial, right? So soweth is, let's just call it spiro. To scatter, literally, literally scatter seed, literally or figuratively. So, you know, a farmer or someone that, if you have a garden at your house, we're trying, we're attempting a garden this year. We have six tomato plants, and I think we've harvested seven tomatoes total, and they've been delicious. Right? We'll we'll figure it out at some point, but um, it has been hot. Um, but yeah, if you're a farmer, you sow seed. Uh, Jesus sows the good seed, the word, right? Um, you sow seed, you scatter seed on the ground. Figuratively, you, you know, you set things in motion with your actions, with your words, you're sowing seed. It might not be physical seed, but we are sowing seed continually, right? And then reap, therizo, in the sense of the crop, to harvest, to reap. So in the, in the literal sense, you plant some corn, you take care of it, you tend to it, and it grows, and you've got an ear of corn, and you harvest it now to eat. You take it out of the ground, and you've got a fruit, right? Um, that's that. So planting and harvesting, the type of seed you plant will correspond directly and exactly to the type of fruit that grows. So we got some smart folks in here. We know that we can't, to use corn as an example, we can't plant corn and then expect a watermelon to grow. We know that the type of seed that we sow is the type of fruit that's going to be produced. And that's, that's really all throughout the Bible here. So same goes for spiritual things. You can't sow things in the flesh and expect to harvest things of the Spirit. Um, you know, you can make the case that, I mean, golly, I've had many times in my life where I was maybe almost unknowingly because I might not have been in the Word enough or I didn't know, but I was sowing things of the flesh, and, but it, still expecting to get close to God, right? too many things of the flesh. We're going to make mistakes, right? But, um, you know, just like that principle, you sow, if you want to grow closer to the Lord, if you want to be in well-doing, then you need to sow those seeds because God will not be mocked. Sowing and reaping, you know, 
you can call it a law of God because it's fact. So the key verse, Galatians 6, 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So I've been feeling a little weary lately. Um, Maybe some of you guys can relate. Um, You know, maybe, maybe you are and I hope you are, very committed to raising your family in a godly manner, okay? This world, my goodness, it's against the grain, isn't it? Um, going against the grain of the world, that, that is well-doing. That can be difficult. We all can relate to that. Sometimes you're called to speak the truth in love and confront lovingly, and that can be challenging. That's well-doing. Fighting for your marriage, um, walking by faith, uh, even, you know, trying to subscribe to biblical values of finances and trying to get out of debt and you get dinged and you get hit and you got credit card bills. I can relate to that. Um, Maybe you're seeking help for an addiction. You you guys fill in the blank of what you're going after and well-doing. You might be weary. Um, So the Greek word for indu uh, is idios. uh, Out of the Thayer's Greek lexicon, you know, you can, at a time suitable to the matter in hand, and God knows that, okay? Um, And what stuck out to me as I studied this was that there's a contingent. Um, Bless you, whomever that little mouse was that sneezed. (laughs) There's a contingent here. It says, if. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Wow, okay. When we sow good seeds, we want to see the good fruit of it, don't we? Absolutely. Sowing good seeds can be wearisome. So we need to understand how not to faint. That's very key here. And um, you guys won't be surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, and I, Aaron, are you following me? I haven't even looked at you to, to change things. So um, the answer is always Jesus. The Lord is always what we need. And God, as I studied this, gave me seven, seven principles, ways that we can not faint as we're doing well uh, in well-doing. So um, first one, uh, we must not leave our first love, which is Jesus, okay? And if you look at uh, Revelation 2, 2 through 4, in the Lord's letter to the Ephesians, okay? Uh, verse 2, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. So they didn't faint while doing that. Nevertheless, now as he's written this letter looking back to them, nevertheless I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. So if you look at this verse, you can in context get the sense that when they did labor and when they stood for good doctrine and what they were going through, they had not left their first love. Okay, but now when Jesus writes that they have, and when you look at it, um, the what you know, 
the Holy Spirit through Paul prophesied what the Ephesians would go through um, back in, uh, it's actually Acts, I think. I, I wrote Ephesians as I was thinking Ephesians, but it's in Acts 20, 29 through 31. Paul was talking to the elders of Ephesus and saying, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. I, yeah, that's right. So... Um, if you, if you look at this, um, these folks, these elders in, in Ephesus and in, in the church, they probably got caught up in the minutiae of doing the labor, and in that, doing a good work, they kind of lo lost the forest to the trees, if you will, and they started to faint. So whatever you're going through, the number one thing is don't lose your first love, which is Jesus. You might be working at the soup kitchen doing God's work. It's amazing stuff, and that is amazing. You might be a pastor of a church. You might be a worship leader, whatever you are. You might be a business man or woman. Um, just don't lose your first love because that is, number one, Jesus, and um, will help us not faint in well-doing. So number two, Aaron, you're there. All right, how do we not faint how do we faint not in the King James? Um, consider him, okay? Consider the Lord. What does that mean? Let's go to Hebrews 12.3. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. So, kind of what this is talking about is consider what the Lord went through. For you, when you're going through something, chances are it's not to the point of blood and dying for something. You know, you might have family members that have died for this country. God bless them. Praise God for them. It's an amazing thing. But oftentimes, and Jesus says, no greater love does a man have but to lay down his life for his friends. So what an honor if you ever come to that place, right? But the Lord died for our sins, was tortured. We know the story. The true story. Um, also, right here, he did nothing wrong. Jesus was perfect, but people hated him. And he says that, why do you, I mean, basically, why do you think you'll be loved in this world when I wasn't, right? So if you're feeling persecution and opposition and well-doing, well, congratulations, right? But let's not get weary. How are we not going to get weary and faint not? Let's consider what the Lord's life was like on this planet and what he did for us, and that can help us not to faint, lest we be weary and faint in our minds if we don't consider the Lord. So that's number two. Number three, an amazing verse. Take his yoke upon you, okay? And you notice after each one, I just put Jesus, because I, it, I don't know why I was surprised, but every single time, the how do we faint not, it was Jesus, Jesus in a different way, right? So, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, this is the Lord speaking. Um, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, 
about a year ago when I had the chance to get up here, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, what a yoke is. Um, if you don't know, a yoke is, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a farming term, a, a, a farming device that you put a wooden um, device. Any, any of you farmers can help me out here. But you put it on the neck of a couple oxen, right? And they, they plow the field together. And it's tailored to them. Okay, you don't put like a really small yoke on a giant bull or what have you. It's, it fits perfectly on there. And how many of us, including myself many times, try to put our own yoke on our neck that we were never meant to carry, right? That doesn't fit right, that pulls us down. Or we get yoked into the wrong relationship and we're trying to plow the field proverbially with, with someone we weren't meant to. We are meant to go to to spiritual work with the Lord, and he has a special yoke to place upon your neck. You just got to get in his yoke, which is, it was perfect. And uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So that, that's another way we're not going to faint. Number four, wait on him. Anybody in here not patient? Don't, don't raise your, ah, I saw one. Um, we all can relate to that, right? Um, we live in a microwave society. Um, never before can't, I mean, the instant gratification that we can get on a social media, a, I need a new toaster, I can go right onto Amazon, it's here. I, anybody hear toast bread? Um, you know, what have you. <laughs> Aaron may need a uh, new espresso maker, I don't know. Um, but you can have it the next day at your front door by uh, direct pay. We don't even have to wait for checks. I, does anybody mail anything anymore? It's all email. We get it, right? We get the picture. Um, so we've almost been conditioned that I want it right now. Um, I'm doing some things that I think God has called me to, and where are the results? This, boy, that if you start getting like that, um, you, me, us, we can really get impatient. We can think, why has this not happened yet? Um, you know, we have, uh, we have some examples in our family. I'll just mention one. Um, because let me just say, we've heard this phrase before, but God is never early. He's never late. He's always right on time. And it's not our time. God is outside of space and time like Matt likes to talk. And I just want to do this. One day he's going to uncurl the dimensions like Matt does, but <clears throat> it's a little church inside joke, but um, they don't all land, okay? They don't all land, um, but, you know, God gave us a promise. You know, for those that don't know, we have seven beautiful kids. Uh, are they all here today? Okay, great. I don't know why, I don't know why they wouldn't be, but Kevin, we forgot Kevin. No, <clears throat> um, so, uh, and my wife is an amazing mom. Love you, Jenny. So, um, but, uh, you know, we, we didn't set out necessarily. We didn't know how many kids we were going to have. We wanted children. We wanted to get going sooner than later. We wanted them to get to be around our parents and grow up with our parents and their grandparents and all that. And, um, you know, we had, we had one and, and two and three and, um, that, I think we probably thought, I'll get to the point, we probably thought we'd have three or four. Um, and God gave us a promise 
around the time of our fourth, and by the way, we had three daughters to start. Great. Praise God. Amazing. Um, God gave us a promise that we would one day have a son, okay? It's a long story, uh, a ram of words through his word, um, and we're like, okay. And so naturally, we just thought that a son just saying, God, okay, we hear you, we'll, would be our next one, right? And so it wasn't our next one. Um, our next one was actually, you know, a surprise gift from the Lord. Praise God for that, right? I can say that, right? Uh, number five was planned. Um, girl. So we're five girls. Awesome. Praise God. I absolutely love my daughters. Uh, number six, another surprise gift. Uh, girl. And all along, all along, you know, we had, we just knew, we had heard from God we're going to have a boy. We didn't keep having kids to have a boy, but we did have like, hey, we're not going to shortchange the Lord here. He promised us a son. Maybe, maybe we'll adopt. And we even had his name and all this. And so long story short, um, we just felt it was time for number seven, and we felt like it would be him. And uh, num- uh, 2021, Nathan David Zabel was born, number seven, okay? And uh, so our family is complete because of God's promise. And the point in saying all that is there was times when we were just like, wow, what, you know, like we thought it would be the next one. So, but I praise God that we did wait on him and we did not give up. And because, and we got so many wonderful kids in the process and I love each and every one of them. So Isaiah forty thirty one. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So we need to wait on the Lord. Number five. Be in fellowship with other believers in Jesus. Romans 15.32, in studying, I noticed how many times Paul was refreshed by being with other believers that are going through the battle, the spiritual battle, that are trying to chase after the Lord together. Romans 15.32, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. If you feel faint, what do you need? You need to be refreshed, right? Um, You need to be strengthened. 1 Corinthians 16, 17 through 18. For I am glad for the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part they have supplied, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. There are so many people in this church that refresh me personally. Um, Being around other folks that you can just tell Number one, have the Spirit of God living in them. And number two, are on fire for the same things that you're on fire about, of like minds. There's comfort in that. So um, we go to Hebrews 10.25 that Pastor Matt taught on a couple weeks ago. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more as ye see the day approaching. Exhorting one another. Um, boy, don't we all need some encouragement from time to time, especially in these times that we live in, especially with what we see on the news, which 
that's a whole other story. Um, you know, we need to exhort one another. Now, there may be times that you have to confront one another humbly, meekly, in love, but if you see something that is noteworthy of somebody, tell them about it. We need it, you know? Tell them, hey, I see this in you, and it encourages me. Um, and, you know, if you don't feel like doing about doing that, pray to God that he'll make you feel like doing that. Um, because, I mean, Jesus says it's better to give than to receive, so maybe by giving encouragement, you'll be even more blessed. Um, and, I, you know, keep coming to church together with people. Um, just... Just keep doing it. We Conversations happen before church, after church. Lunches happen. Um, we all have busy lives. Keep showing up, you know. Keep showing up here um, to New City. It's, it's, it's biblical, and um, it helps us not to faint in well-doing. Number six, and these are in no particular order, by the way, because they're all important, but be in his word. Jesus is the word. Be in his word. I don't know. If, have you guys ever heard that here at New City? Does Matt ever talk about that? <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> you know, Matt, Pastor Matt, has really discipled me in my life. I met Pastor Matt before he was a pastor, obviously, but, uh, you know, sometime around 2015, I think. Um, and I was at a critical point in my walk with the Lord, all right? I was... Um, I rededicated my life to Jesus in October of 2015. Uh, I, I finally came to the point, and I actually taught, a, you know, gave a message on this last year, but just that, wait a second. Jesus is not only my Savior. He is the Lord. I've got to make him Lord of my life. Like, what, what, what am I doing here? So the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, set me on a sanct the sanctification process, completely has changed my life. Praise God. Um, along that time, God brought me Matt, that, you know, Matt has a different story. We all have different testimonies, different story, but Matt was saved at a young age, eight, I think. And, um, you know, he's mentioned this before, but his biological dad had moved on. He didn't have a relationship with him, and God came in and said, I'm your father, Okay, I've got you. And Matt has been studying the Word since then, and you know how smart he is. And so when I met him, I was like, whoa, you know. So I say all this to say that um, I, just, I just thank, I thank Pastor Matt for discipling me. We need discipleship. We need people to show us. I mean, God, Jesus tells us, make disciples. We don't just we need more than just, hey, did you raise your hand? Amazing. But people, what now? What next? What do I do? What, what, I, need, I, do need some, I need to read the Bible? What's prayer about? Like, why do we worship? Like, I don't really want to go to church. Just have, just let's disciple people. Um, and I, I just thank God that he gave me that opportunity to be discipled. Psalms 119.28. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Psalms 119.50. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Romans 15.4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, and we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Um, 
you know, I I think that um, I think that you can read in genealogies that you just don't. Sometimes you don't know why I'm reading this in a in a particular Old Testament book, and just because it's the Word of God, it washes you and refreshes you, and um, we just need to be in His Word daily. And I'm and I'm talking to myself. It's it's busy out there, but just stay in God's Word. He wrote it for us. He preserved it for us throughout time. People have died on the post being burned alive so that we could read the word. It's so readily available. There's there's two in every hotel room, and we can get in times where we haven't picked it up in two weeks, and it's like, man. And you notice, and we had a great testimony from a brother here talking about Cody, and I appreciate you doing that, just how big of a difference it makes to be in the word daily, and um, don't forsake that. Um, we need it. The, the heat's getting turned up, if you haven't, if you haven't noticed, okay? And I think it's going to continue to be heated up. Um, so we've got to be grounded in truth. Um, it is our lens that we look through. Um, you can't look through any other lens. If you do, um, it's, not, it's not what we want to do. We know that. So number seven, prayer. Our own prayers and the prayer of others. Um, you know, Jesus, even the Lord, right, set, he set an example for us that he would get away alone with the Father and go to the mountains or go to a quiet place to pray. And if it's important enough for Jesus to do, I think it might be important enough for us to do, right? Um, so for our prayers, Psalm 4.1, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness, thou hast enlarged me. When I was in distress, have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be careful for nothing. There's nothing we can't pray about. This is one of my dad's favorite verses. But in everything by prayer, everything, nothing we can't pray about, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made, typo, made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, so um, have any of y'all ever felt like you just felt refreshed after you prayed for someone else? Or you, you I have, you know. Uh, um, it, it builds you up to, to communicate with the Lord, right? Um, so let, let's continue to do that. And then the prayers of others. Confess your faults one to another and pray for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, um, the story I told at the start of Kinsey praying for me, I just can't tell you how much that meant to me. And she prayed basically to not be weary in doing good and that, for God to turn my eyes back to Jesus because he's always the answer. Here we are. What are we talking about, right? So encouraging. So um, let's pray for each other. We, we all need it. All right. So I think I saw this on, maybe Jenny posted this, but I screenshot it. I love it. When you are hanging on by a thread, make sure it's the hem of his garment. 
just love that. You know, you remember the, the woman with the issue of blood. She just, she fought through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment, which is where the authority is. Um, and don't hang on to the things of this world. I'm, I'm talking to myself as well. Hang on to Jesus, no matter what you're going through. Um, it's just, it just feels like it's going to be ever more important. I mean, the world has changed. The world has changed. And, um, you know, as the day approaches, let's be hanging on to the hem of his garment. So, I know that um, Jonah, <clears throat> Jonah spoke an eight-word sermon. I think I've done a little more than eight words, but we're gonna have an, I think we're going to have an early Labor Day lunch this weekend. So, um, but the call to action, it's simple. If you are weary, bring that burden to the Lord today. Bring it to the Lord. And that, that's, that can sound like niceties. That can sound like, yeah, you know, lay it at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, I've heard, that's a great song. Do it. Really do it. Really do it. Um, take on his yoke today, if you haven't. Take it on um, and get in the yoke with him. Um, and, you know, a, a, a different thing, you know, and, and I, I thought about listing this out, but I didn't. We can be a version of weary due to sin. And that's not what this verse is talking about, okay? Um, this verse is talking about weary and well-doing, but you can be tired because you're caught up in some sin that you haven't laid down at the feet of Jesus, and that's simple. Repent. Repent. Turn from that and turn back to Jesus, and that will bring you refreshing, I promise you. Um, and that's, I'm talking to myself as well. Um, and um, don't look back. Uh, Pastor Matt talks about that a lot. Luke 9, 62. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. So, you know, if you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. And we've, there, there are some folks here that have been through some horrible things in this life. I, I know it. I know it. Um, we've all been through things, but accept the healing today if you can. You know, Jesus has it for you. Um, don't, don't look back. I, th I, I feel like that, that's maybe twofold, and it's probably, that's not exhaustive, but, you know, don't look back at the things of the world that you're leaving to follow Christ and wish you were still there like Lot's wife, right? And don't look back at what the Lord has delivered you from and focus on that. Paul says, I press on towards the prize, forsaking what is behind me and pressing on to Jesus. So I know we've, there's some folks here, including myself, that have been through some things, but don't focus on your issue. Focus on the Lord and continually pray for him to deliver you from that. And, you know, do you know him? Do you really know him? Is he going to say to you, I knew you, and well done, my good and faithful servant. And if you don't know him today truly, like we always talk about, it's really simple. We don't have to complicate it with religion. We don't have to clean ourselves up before we go to his feet. Um, he, we do go, come as we are, right? But we never stay the same when we give our life to the, to the Lord. So Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. That's it. 
baptism and things <clears throat> that comes later. You get on the sanctification process. But if you will confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe that God raised him from the heart, you are with him forever. And no man can take that away from you. So if you don't know him, come find me after the service if you're here, you know, and let's, let's pray. And if you're online, send us an email. Um, we love you guys. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to, to speak a little bit today. It's, it's an honor, and uh, I love seeing you guys here. And I hope you guys have a great Labor Day weekend. And it uh, looks, like, looks like it's changed to brunch. So I hope that's okay. We're, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll close this with prayer, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, God, may these words reach someone today, God, and just uh, may they land on good soil, um, Lord, and that your holy word would penetrate the hearts of your people, God, and change us for the better. Lord, we love you. We thank you for rest. We praise you for New City and all that you're doing here, God. Just cover us, Lord, with your love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.